Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. It's time to get fired up. How could you not be fired up? Raptors played a really, really good game tonight. Tight finish at the end. Scary chance there for uh, the Rockets to potentially tie Jeff Green with a fading look, I guess, in the corner um, that was not close to going in. But ultimately, Raptors hold on to win 107-104 to 104 against the Houston Rockets. Really entertaining all throughout, honestly. Raptors played really strong basketball. Took the lead early. Uh, led 34-20 to 20 after the first quarter. The starting lineup, I thought, tonight from start to finish was excellent. Um, you know, a couple of late threes there by Dylan Brooks made it really exciting in his homecoming. Of course, uh, he always wants to show out against the Raptors. And fortunately for the Raptors, Dylan Brooks was in a lot of foul trouble in this one. He picked up three fouls in the first quarter alone. And so didn't feature a lot until later on in the game. But he came alive. But still, the Raptors starting five looked really good. And of course, when you're thinking about the Raptors right now, it's about the new era, right? It's about the new guys. Scotty Barnes is somebody who's already one of the longest tenured Raptors on the team, which is kind of absurd to say, but he's one of the longest tenured guys, and so much is built around him. And I thought he was really active. A very interesting game for him tonight. 13 points, uh, 6 offensive rebounds, 10 rebounds overall, 8 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. He was just everywhere on the floor. I thought he was really involved with all the action. Um, You know, he was consistently there setting screens, making the right passes, spraying it out. Raptors tonight, unfortunately, couldn't shoot the three well. If they hit just a couple more wide-open threes, Gary had a really, really mint look for a three late in the game, and he struggled with the catch-and-shoot threes um, overall. But the Raptors only shot 10 of 33, which kind of made this game a little bit closer than it needed to be. But overall, I mean, you know, I thought Scotty did a really good job just from the start of the game, getting the Raptors into the right rhythm. Quickly, RJ, you rarely have to worry about RJ in particular. RJ is always going to find a way to get downhill and be efficient doing that. Um, and, of course, even when he was downhill, he was still able to find some really, really nice passes out as well because the Rockets could not prevent him from getting downhill on the initial um, action. And once RJ got into the paint, he made a lot of great decisions. I think he had one charge, but other than that, he did well. I mean, 21 points once again for RJ Barrett, 8-12 of 12 shooting from the field, 7 assists, um, just a really, really nice effort from him. And he provides you that stability getting downhill, and then, of course, you have the pick-and-roll combination. Quickly playing with Jakob or quickly playing with Scotty. More so quickly playing with Jakob. Two of those guys played really well. I thought this was probably Quickly's best game as a Raptor. He finished with a game-high 25 points uh, in 38 minutes of play, shooting 9 of 19 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3. A couple late opportunities there where he was trying to go one-on-one or attack in late-clock scenarios, and he wasn't able to convert on some of those chances. Uh, and, of course, you would like to see more than two assists from the starting point guard, but... I thought this was the game where Quickly played most free. You know, a lot of games when you see Quickly play right now, he's looking to attack here, but then looking to distribute here, and, you know, maybe he'll take a shot out of turn here, or maybe he'll kind of be overpassing and passing out of shots in other situations. I think that's natural. I mean, number one, he's coming over from a different team. Number two, he's in a starting role for the first time. And number three, he was more of a scorer, more of a combo guard for New York. Coming here to Toronto, there's also the expectation to be the lead guard here and I think this one looked much more natural I mean the two assists don't bother me as much because of the fact that I thought quickly his his primary skill is being able to you know elude defenders um, obviously you know knock down the three the perimeter game is quite good the catch and shoots and stuff like that as soon as he's open he's and, and he's got a reasonable look at it he's he's been really really reliable on those um, but his you know game getting downhill I think a lot of that requires him to get that green light for him to shoot some of those low floaters runners bankers 
you know, playing off the glass. He's obviously not a guy who's going to take it downhill and dunk on a guy. He's not even going all the way to the rim for, for layups most of the times. But he needs to have that green light to do some of that in-between game, to draw a couple of fouls. And, of course, once he gets in that aggressive mode where he finds other guys to, to draw extra attention towards him, that's when he can then distribute and dump off to guys. And I thought he had a pair of really nice dump-offs to Jakob, who, I mean, speaking of really solid, Jakob was excellent tonight. Jakob was just, you know, night and day compared to the first game against Houston that he played because first game he played, that was on the road trip. Uh, Jakob had returned from the injury. You know, there was already talk like, okay, maybe he needs the conditioning to come back a little bit. He plays that game in Houston and probably one of the worst games you've seen Jakob play, right? Only 20 minutes played, committed six fouls, fouled out, and Shangun was just dancing, swinging, like twirling, you know, like flip shotting, up faking, step throughs, go through the body. Like he he abused Jakob in a variety of ways. And honestly, Shangun can do that. He's one of the most skilled young bigs in the NBA. But you wouldn't have known it from tonight's performance. Shangun only three of eight from the field for seven points. And um, yeah, I mean, Ime Yudoka, which is not the first time he's done this this season, but this is perhaps the most like notable and most egregious. He benched Shangun for a lot of it because honestly, number one, the Rockets actually did a lot better going to small ball with Jeff Green at center. That caused a lot of problems for the Raptors. And if Jeff Green could actually knock down some threes in this one, this result might have been completely flipped despite the Raptors having a 22-point lead at one point. But the other thing is just I thought the, Raptor, you know, the Raptors really went at Shangun defensively, and I thought Yaka was a big part of that. I mean, Yaka's never going to be calling his own number all that often, although he did have one drive where he took it strong and decided to dunk it off the drive, which is nice. Once in a while you see Yaka call his own number and attack, but typically he's playing that pick-and-roll game. Typically he's playing you know, uh, off offensive rebounds, you know, setting great screens, and most importantly, defensively, Yaka was awesome in this one. Six blocks for Jakob Pertl. It's a season high for pretty much anybody on the Raptors. I think Scotty might have had a 1-6 block game as well, but yeah, Jakob, 16 points on 7 of 11 shooting, played 37 minutes, which is close to a season high for him. 11 rebounds, including 5 offensive, 2 assists, 3 steals, 6 blocks. Just an incredible effort defensively. And and for the Rockets, like they put a lot of pressure on down the, you know, at the basket, right? Not only is Shane Gooden typically playing the post game, unfortunately today he didn't really play that much, but other guys can get downhill. Amon Thompson really wants to get downhill and crash him, you know, for the, for the glass. Um, you know, Dylan Brooks, I thought the start of the game, he was super aggressive with his offense to the point where him and RJ clearly had like a, you know, mono a mono thing going on, um, which was obviously a competitive, all in good spirit. They, they've known each other for a long time, just, you know, went over to uh, Asia to win the bronze medal in the World Cup, qualify for the men's on the Olympic side. And, of course, they also swapped jerseys after the games, which is an incredible moment for Mississauga in general. But, like, Dylan was really trying to get downhill and get at RJ. And I thought, you know, RJ, obviously, that's his whole game is he likes to get downhill. So it's fun to see those two guys really go at each other. I would say RJ definitely won that matchup. Um, even though Dylan made some threes late, RJ, I thought, thoroughly outplayed him over the course of the game. But Dylan was trying to get downhill, you know, um, you know, Jabari Smith once in a while will try to get downhill as well. Cam Whitmore had an electric first half. Second half, barely saw him that much. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, the Raptors really needed to protect the paint. I mean, the, the first game against Houston, not only did they give up 130-plus, but they also allowed 84 paint points to the Houston Rockets. Like, that's, that's unforgivable, honestly. That, that's way too many, way, way too many points. And so I thought Jakob did an amazing job shutting down the paint. I thought Scotty did a really good job helping over as well. Honestly, a lot of guys tripping in. Even Gary, who really had a poor night offensively, only 2 of 11 from the field, 2 of 8 from 3, and, and took some ill-advised shots at the end there where he tried to hunt for his own offense. 
But I thought first half, he was a big part of why the Raptors got off to that big start and that big lead was Gary, you know, using his activity defensively, four steals, you know, poking in and reaching in and, you know, getting those deflections and stops and, and getting the Raptors out on the break where Raptors just consistently feasted in transition and scored. Um, Raptors forced the Rockets into 20 turnovers tonight for 28 turnover points off turnovers. That fueled their offense a lot because, again, the Raptors really couldn't hit the three at a level that, you know, to be honest, was warranted. I mean, they, they generated some really good looks from three tonight, just couldn't knock those down. Now, the first shift, so the starting five played pretty well, especially to start the game. Um, the, 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 the bench came in. It just didn't look as good to start the second quarter. Like, the Rockets immediately started cutting into the lead. They immediately, you know, you know, knocked down a smattering of threes. Cam Whitmore with some pull-up threes. You know, he's, his game is really, really coming along here. I know he was a very highly touted prospect coming out of Villanova. You know, he slipped on draft night because of, I don't know, people said maybe he was disengaged in his draft interview or maybe he had an injury, whatever, but he slipped. But eventually Houston was like, we have a second pick in this draft. We already picked four for Thompson. We're going to use our 20th pick on him. Whitmore has been excellent of late. I mean, he's been super aggressive. And we don't really need to see this game to tell us that because we saw the last game against Houston when they played, you know, um, back in their gym. Cam Whitmore, personal dunk contest, right? <laughs> In the second half, to the point where it was like, all right, man, is anybody is any Raptor going to step up and stop this? Well, in this one, Cam Whitmore, once again, was doing damage. This time he was doing it with the threes, with a lot of pull-ups. You know, he was just super aggressive, um, and, 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 you know, he was a key part of the Rockets making that comeback. Also, the fact that, look, when, they, when the Rockets went to their bench, Jeff Green spacing it out, playing that small ball group, Aaron Holiday with a bit better, like, on-ball defense than, you know, whoever was starting for the Rockets, where... Rockets, you know, starting with Jalen Green, for example, another quiet night for Jalen Green, 22 point, uh, minutes, 3 of 11 from the field. No Fred Van Vliet in this one meant that, you know, they started the starting five without a point guard. Didn't look like they had a lot, especially at the point of attack defense and the Raptors were able to get inside. But when they went to their second unit, not only was Cam doing a lot of scoring, but the other guys were doing a great job defensively. And the, to be honest, the Raptors guys just weren't executing nearly as well. Um, and so the Rockets were able to climb back into this one. Luckily, the Raptors starters came back in and just once again pushed the lead to double digits by the time they got to halftime. Um, Scotty with a big defensive play at the end there where uh, I think he took a charge or something on Cam Wimmer. Big collision. Cam ended up having to leave the game. I guess that's why we didn't see much of him in the second half. But, like, yeah, uh, you know, Scotty was, you know, making some impact plays defensively. I thought quickly it was also super opportunistic with his offense. I think that's what we really need from him is a guy who can come in, and, you know, just absolutely punish the other side with, uh, with, with his opportunity and his ability to score. Um, and, yeah, just all around. I mean, you know, Scotty, again, demanding the ball in the middle of the floor. Like, one play I really liked, for example, was uh, the Raptors got a stop. I think Scotty made a closeout on the perimeter. And so when the possession flipped, Scotty was ahead of the pack in transition. Now, the immediate hit-ahead pass to Scotty wasn't really there for him. But Scotty, what he did was he ran to the length of the floor. He then pinned Aaron Holiday behind him and put his hands up. And at the start of the possession, he was on the right block. Then as the, play, as the rest of the Raptors came up and the rest of the Rockets came back into the play, Scotty still continued to pin Aaron Holiday until he got to the left side of the floor. The ball eventually reversed to that side. Scotty demanded it the whole time, got the ball, made an aggressive move, drew two defenders, and then kicked it out uh, to Emmanuel quickly for the three. Like, that's the thing. I don't need Scotty to shoot the ball every single time. No one needs that necessarily. I don't think his skill set demands that. But he has that ability to physically dominate and bully guys around. And you might not look at 4 of 16 shooting from the field as bullying. When you watch the game, he put his body into guys, and he was just putting downhill pressure. And the Rockets kept having to sell out towards him. 
And that led to a lot of open threes. Like, this could have easily been a, a triple-double night for Scotty Barnes, who finished with eight assists, which led all Raptors. I and mean, the Raptors only 23 assists tonight, which is well below their season average. But, yeah, I mean, Scotty set up tons and tons of guys for open looks, and, and they just couldn't quite convert those. So I thought he did well. I think the, for the second unit, I mean, the second unit, I think uh, the guy who settled him in eventually was Bruce Brown. He, he came up with a couple of scrappy plays. I don't necessarily like the fact that he took 12 shots in 22 minutes. Like, that's a higher usage than, you know, pretty much everybody else that came into the game. Like, quickly took 19 shots. You want him to take 19 shots. This guy took 16. A lot of that was put back to stuff. It's okay. Jakob, 11. Gary, 11. RJ, 11. All of those guys played 35 minutes or plus. Bruce Brown comes off the bench in 22 minutes and takes 12 shots. And I'm not saying that he's calling his own number all the time because he's not that type of player. But he did call his number quite a few times. And, like, you know, um, still, when you make those plays, of course, it, it, it changes the, the, the course of play. But I thought he gave them a little bit of offense to settle them in. I thought Grady was solid. He knocked down a three in the first half. Second half, he had another one where he pump faked, sidestepped, late clock, and then was leaning, fading inside the arc to get, you know, away from the defender on the recovery. And, Scott, uh, and Grady still made the three. So that was fun. Uh, and then Jonte, I thought, gave a little bit of an effort in the second half where he was able to come in and, and, and cut for a dunk off a pass from Scotty and then uh, knocked down a corner three right afterwards. Just that little bit of offense from the second unit. Because, again, the Houston second unit was, was coming in and they were really producing, right? Whitmore was, was a problem. Jeff Green, I thought, tactically, the small ball group really created some problems. Aaron Holiday did decently in his minutes until he missed a wide-open three late in the game. That could have really gave the Raptors a lot of, lot of things to think about. Um, but, yeah, the Raptors' second unit was was just able to hold their own for the most part and, again, eventually just turn it back to the starters. And one thing I liked from Darko today was, even though this is a back-to-back, this is a stretch where the Raptors are coming off of – they're, they're entering a stretch of three games and four nights. Granted, all in Toronto, which is nice. They don't have to travel. But still, a busy time, coming off a six-game road trip, coming off that trade deadline. You still don't have Kelly Olenek and uh, Ochai Obaji who were here, had gave them their interviews to, 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 to welcome them to the team. But unfortunately, they were not available to play. They were just available, and they sat on the bench. Um, so you still had a bit of a short rotation, and Darko could have easily pushed the envelope and said, like, look, we were up for most of this game. Let me just, like, ride it out with, you know, the bench for a little bit longer, and then that way keep the minutes down for the starters. Early in the fourth quarter, the Rockets had made a couple of plays. I think uh, it was a three from Jabari Smith Jr. right after a three from, uh, who was it now in the fourth quarter here? Uh, Reggie Bullock as well. And that cut the lead to 11. And Darko immediately called that timeout. Um, And coming into that timeout, he subbed in quickly. He subbed in uh, Jakob, who were two of his best players on the night. And this is a lot earlier than they typically will come in. This is like with nine and a half left in the fourth quarter they came in. And immediately, I thought they brought a steady of a, a measure of calm and steadiness, right? Quickly um, ends up having the ball late shot clock, uh, sets up his defender one way, and then uh, cuts the other way and gets downhill for a left-handed layup off the dribble from the three, which was a really nice finish. Uh, then on the other side, Jakob did a great job with a steal. The Rockets kind of set like a play where they kind of had Jeff Green pretend to set a screen on the ball, maybe even a ghost screen. But then essentially he like, cut away from the screen and went back door, kind of just ran in a circle trying to catch for the backdoor lob. And Jakob not only read that, but he picked off the pass and got the Raptors out in transition. And that's where quickly got fouled. He made one of two. And just that instant little bit of um, offensive and just like steadiness from, from both sides of the floor 
really just kept the Rockets at bay in that moment. You know, quickly with another play where he drove against a defender, and I think he drove and, and, and put his body into Aaron Holiday and uh, took the bump and got the flutter to drop. That was nice. Uh, then IQ with another play where he, you know, drove it into the lane, drew two defenders, and with the jump pass midair, threw it to Jakob on the baseline who floated it in from the baseline. So, again, those two guys coming in early really, really helped just come into the game and just give the Raptors a bit more control. Of course, the Rockets still continue to push, push, push. They made a whole bunch of threes, dealing with the back-to-back threes, which was tough. I think the Raptors, honestly, could have put this game away a little bit earlier had they gotten a better, a better whistle. There's a lot of plays where, you know, Scotty and uh, Jonte, in particular, those two to start the fourth quarter, were battling hard on the glass. I mean, that's why they both had a lot of offensive rebounds. But still... Raptors just couldn't get any of those calls on those putbacks, and uh, that allowed the Rockets to get out on the break. But ultimately, really good team effort from the group. And and I think number one is just defensively, right? Like it, it helps that the Raptors were so good offensively that they took out Shangun or that they they, they forced Jalen Green off the floor. Um, and to some degree, I really do uh, like admire the willingness from a guy like Ime Udoka to hold his young stars accountable. You rarely see that in this league right now, but I think that is also part of development is, you know, you know, taking away the privilege of playing when the other guys aren't responding. And again, Shengun only playing 21, Jalen Green only playing 22. I don't think they deserve to play more than that. But if you first you take those two out and you don't have Fred Van Vliet in the game, that's going to cut, of course, a lot into your offense. Nevertheless, the Raptors did a great job defensively in general. And, you know, they just looked really solid. The ball movement was quite good. They kind of had a really good strategy in terms of how they can get to their, their points. And, again, I think that if the Raptors got, A, a couple more calls, or, B, if they got a couple more threes to drop, you know, this game could have been put away even more than just a three-point game at the end because the Raptors did lead by 22. I think that's evidence of the fact that Raptors played this game with really good process. And it wasn't, like, 22 because they were hot from three. It wasn't 22 because the other team was just terrible. Like, it was 22 because the Raptors played well. And um, late in the game, um, in terms of key free throws, Emmanuel quickly split one of two, which was a little tough. You needed him to make both in those stretch. RJ, after uh, Dylan made the three to cut it down to one with about 20 seconds left, uh, RJ got fouled, got to the foul line, and he stepped to the line and he made both, which was great. Then there was a mad st- scramble sequence. Like the Rockets kind of got a got a quick two to cut it to, I, I guess, what did they cut it to? Four at that point. Um, and then they got a steal, which was initially ruled as a foul. Um, or at least, yeah, it was initially ruled as a foul on the Rockets. But it was challenged and overturned into a steal. It was given possession to the Rockets. They scored again. Then the Raptors, you know, tried to challenge a play also, also where Scotty apparently touched the ball last. Unsuccessful challenge. Whatever. There's, there's a bit of, like, just scariness at the end just in terms of just, okay, are the Raptors going to make too many mistakes and actually choke this one away? But, you know, ultimately they did recover well enough defensively. Although I have to say Jeff Green got two. First got a wide open three to tie it. Missed it. Um, and then got another one where he was fading in the corner. I mean, you shouldn't even get a three off in that scenario. And, uh, but uh, again, you, I guess they are, they earned some of their own luck tonight by playing really well. So, um, just a fun game overall. It was great to see Kelly and Ochai in the building. Um, you know, Kelly was just smiling and, and just like, I don't know, hugging as many people as he could. And, you know, I think a lot of people knew Kelly's story, but if he didn't already, I mean, he, this guy was literally born to be a Raptor. Okay. Born in Scarborough. Uh, his mom worked for the inaugural Raptors, like game ops, she was a scorekeeper. Um, you know, his his dad was a, a coach in the in the local scene, but also I think one year as an associate coach 
for the Raptors as well on the coaching staff. I mean, born a Raptor fan, like this guy was talking about, this guy was talking about how he would like, and this is, I'm not promises not to just gas the, the, this radio station because of course he is talking about uh sports 590, the fan or back then fan 590. But he was like reminiscing over times where in his childhood where he would like sleep with the alarm clock radio in his bed and just listen to the radio call. Because obviously you get put to bed a little early. You can't always stay up to watch some of the games, especially the ones when they go out west. And this guy just has the alarm clock radio listening to probably like Jonesy calling the game. And um, that, that's that's awesome to me, man. That's that's actually so cool that he's hearing. He probably knows what cool like the other side of the pillow means. You know what I mean? Like that's that's tradition. That's heritage right there. Like that's I have a personal fond memory of that where it was like the Raptors back way, way back in the day, probably 2006, maybe 2007, that range. Um, I was a teenager. I had the same idea. It was like school night. They're playing in L.A. So this is probably 1 a.m. And T.J. Ford hit a game winner in Staples. And I just remember being so excited way past my bedtime with the alarm clock radio. And the fact that Kelly probably had something very similar to that is kind of absurd. So he was obviously thrilled to be back, you know, you know, just connecting with everybody here. Uh, same kind of excitement for Ochai Obaji as well. We got to get to know him a little bit better. Um, you know, it would be nice to sort of see him, you know, grow and develop. I think he mentioned that uh, Masai had already told him, like, hey, welcome, you know, you're with family now because Masai did have <laughs> – this is – I mean, the joke kind of, like, writes itself almost in a way. It's, it's not really a joke. It's just kind of funny because uh, a coincidence that way. But – Masai has known his family for a while. And so, you know, he is back here and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look forward to see how they enter into the rotation. I'm sure that that will give Darko a couple of options here. If I had to guess, Jante's minutes are probably going to come down. Nora's minutes are going to come down. And hopefully, you know, you see a little bit less for Gary, for example, in this one, 34. Even though I thought he played good defensively, he missed a lot of key shots. I think his numbers, his minutes come down just a little bit more. But ultimately, those are two really good players who are rotation pieces uh, on a team in Utah that was actually better than the Raptors. So uh, we'll see how they integrate into the group. Um, and, of course, I got to talk about Fred VanVleet and his return. I also got to hand out the three stars. But quickly, I want to get to a, a message from our sponsors. Uh, are you ready to get fired up for the next game? Nothing helps you more than a bowl of Campbell's new chunky, spicy chicken noodle soup. Let me tell you, it's got tons of seasoned chicken, veggies, and noodles all in a tasty broth. So it'll fill you up and get you fired up. So take your day to the next level and see if you can handle the heat with the new chunky, spicy chicken noodle soup. All right, final two points before I wrap up the show. Number one, Fred VanVleet's return to Toronto. Fortunately, Fred could not play because he's dealing with an injury. Uh, We did get to see Fred warm up, and I got to say, this guy probably missed like three jumpers all warm up. It, It was great to see him just go through that shooting routine. You know, a lot of uh, you forget how much of a side spin he puts onto the ball. It kind of looks like a globe, like spinning on on its axis in a way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he was able to warm up. Took a lot of pictures with fans. You know, had a lot of conversations with staffers and things like that. You know, humble brag. I also got a dap from Fred on, on his way walking into the the game and stuff like that. Just had a little quick chat. Um, but yeah, it was just great to see Fred. It was a really really well done tribute video. Um, we see nice standing ovation for Fred VanVleet in his return to Toronto. I got to say, I thought the crowd might chant Freddie, Freddie, because, like, that's what happened in the finals. But, you know, I think the finals were a long time ago, and the crowds are not nearly the same as what they used to be in that moment. But still, like, ultimately a really nice, respectful job by the Raptors. And 
you know, it's just fun seeing Fred back in the building and just, uh, you know, you know, re- reconnecting with teammates, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that part was good. Um, yeah, and I think, honestly, his, his absence on the court, I think, does really throw a wrench into things. Like, the Rockets really did not look like they had a starting point guard at all in this one. They barely played with organization on offense, um, largely because that's what Fred does. A lot of his organizing on offense. But, hey, listen, you miss him. Hopefully next time he comes back to Toronto, he can actually play and, and, and you know, compete into it. But still, I think it is a bit of a bullet dodged in that sense for the win itself. Uh, and then, yeah, to wrap up your three stars from tonight's performance, I think number one star, I want to give it to Quickly because, again, I think it's his best game as a Raptor. Loved his impact in this one. But I think I got to give it to Jakob. Jakob was 16 points, 7-11 shootings, 37 minutes, uh, five offensive rebounds, 11 rebounds overall, two steals, three assists, six blocks. You know, he pulled the chair a couple times on, on drives in the fourth quarter to get some stops as well. Um, you know, collected a couple of steals, great, some great stops and blocks at the rim. Like Cam Whitmore was under the basket off of offensive rebound and try to go back up strong. And he's quite athletic. Like he could be in the dunk contest one day that he's that athletic. And Jakob's like, nah, <laughs> you, you can jump all you want. I'm still seven feet and I don't even have to leave my feet. I'll still block your shot. So I thought Jakob played really well. Offensively was solid, knocked down both free throws as well. Um, yeah. Ever since that first game against Houston where he was terrible, the last four now, he's been excellent, like A-plus games from Jakob Pertl. So credit to him. Your second star in this one is going to go to Emmanuel quickly. 25 points, four rebounds, two assists, a steal. Honestly, I know the assist number is low, but I actually prefer for him to play in the style that feels more comfortable to him where he's aggressive and looking for his offense. And he's giving him the permission to shoot some in-between shots because, you know what, for him, like he's a really crafty guard. He's a really crafty scorer. He's going to need the permission to play with that freedom to, to, to operate and attack in the moments that he wants to. And so I want him to think score first and then distribute to other pieces. And by the way, the Raptors do have other good distributed pieces. Like, obviously, Scotty's a really good uh, distributor, right? He eight assists tonight. Jakob's a really good distributor. Um, RJ, honestly, he, the way he was getting downhill, once he gets downhill, he makes good decisions. And, you know, he can give you a lot there, too. Um, so I, I, to me, and of course, when Kelly comes into the group, he's going to be another good decision maker. So for quickly, I want him to focus on the scoring like he did tonight. That was great. I think maybe late game scenarios, they might want to walk through a couple of better plays to get him better spacing and better shots. You know, not just like right at the end of the buzzer, but still, um, quickly played a really good game. And then your third star, I think there's a good case for RJ here. There really is a great case: twenty-one points, five rebounds, seven assists, a steal. But I think I'm going to slightly edge it out for Scotty. I think 30, 13 points, eight rebounds. Uh, 10? Yeah, 10 rebounds, 6 offensive, uh, 8 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Again, I just thought Scotty was involved in the right ways tonight. And again, you know, of course you want to see him score more efficiently at 4 of 16 and knock down some 3s, 0 of 3. But he was in a really good rhythm today. He was in a really good mood. I mean, it's tough to not give it to RJ in this one. You know what? I'm going to switch midway. I'm going to give it to RJ, but Scotty really did play a good game. 21 points for RJ, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, 8 of 12 from the field. I just love how efficient his game is, and he just consistently puts downhill pressure on the basket, and it just kind of cuts the Raptors from having to get into long scoring droughts. So credit to RJ. He played a really good one. Your Gerald Henderson Award winner from tonight. Lots to pick from, really, in this one. I think Jeff Green... You know what, Jeff Green's a standout for me. I'm going to give it to Jeff Green. Again, going, them going to a small ball center look, especially when they benched Shangun, really gave the Rockets something different defensively and also offensively. Uh, unfortunately, Jeff couldn't knock down the key threes, or I guess fortunately for the Raptors side, but uh, he played a really good game. So credit to him. 
Uh, that does it for the Raptors Reaction Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, again, we will be back after every game, so that means that after tomorrow's game against the red-hot uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, who have won 15 of 16, uh, I'll be back after that one. And, of course, I'll be back next Monday as well when the Raptors play Victor Wembanyama. I can't wait to see that one. So um, you've been listening to the Raptors Reaction Podcast, brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. It's time to get fired up. Thanks for listening.